and welcome to the GenCast. I'm your host, Alex Knight, and this is episode 10. Today, I'm joined by Elaine Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast, and science fiction writer, Kay Tempest Bradford. In episode 10, Adventure in China, Rio, Jem, and the Holograms are flying to China at the request of the Chinese government. The band has a huge fan base in China, and they have the honor of performing a concert that includes the Great Wall itself. At the airport, Eric Raymond and the Misfits notice how reluctant Jem is to part with her earrings. They decide to steal the earrings, make copies to wear, and then lead them on a chase around the city. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Showtime, Synergy! This is uh, not a great episode. It's what, poop. It's yeah. poop. <laughs> it's poop. But what did I say? It was. It's an episode of Scooby Doo with extra cultural appropriation. Yes, yeah, that's about right. See, and I thought the World Hunger Shindig was a crappy episode, but see, I told you that was a really great episode. <laughs> this eclipses Especially compared that. To this. Well, yeah. This is. Oh, there's just so much that's problematic with this episode. Where do I even start? Well, why don't we start at the beginning here? Uh, so at the beginning of this episode, it opens with the holograms on board a plane as they descend into China, where the band has been invited by the Chinese government to perform at the Summer Palace. Uh, the misfits are along for the ride, although I'm not entirely sure if they're on the same plane or not. I, I can, I'm just going to assume so. And uh, they did not get booked for this performance. Apparently, the government insisted that the holograms were the, the only band that they wanted to see at this. So, too bad for the misfits. And uh, they're not entirely enthusiastic about the beautiful view of the Great Wall from the plane. Uh, because Eric Raymond asks Roxy, uh, you don't want to see the view? And she says... Cares about seeing a big wall, right, Stormer? Oh, the culture, the the, the just <laughs> completely bereft of any culture whatsoever. Yeah, that's because yeah. they're bad people. Bad people don't like culture. That is well established. Oh, got it. Well, after disembarking at the airport, the misfits are enraged when a small group of fans waiting for them have misspelled the group's name on the banner as the Misfats. <laughs> How can you possibly get a band's name wrong? That doesn't make any sense to me. They don't speak English, and so clearly they can't spell with English characters. It's just number one, problematic thing number one about the portrayal of China in this episode. Yeah, it is very strange because, um, you know, I, I listen to to music in, in other languages. Like, there are some Japanese bands that I like, and I don't speak Japanese, but you don't see me getting their the band's name wrong. It's not that difficult. And especially if you're a fan, like, how how could you overlook something like that? It, this show has it, it out it, for To me, this is so insulting. <laughs> Unfairly. This yeah. has it out for them. Oh, although, like, I don't know... Because I've been writing in Roman characters my entire life, it seems pretty simple, but I I wouldn't be able to, I, I might not be able to, you know, writing in kan, kanji, like, a, like, spell it right, you know what I mean? Like, 
but I don't know, an A and an I look very, very different. Well, this wouldn't be an episode of Gem and the Holograms if Trouble didn't strike within the first few minutes of this episode. Uh, and Trouble certainly finds this way to Gem when she goes through airport security and her earrings set off the metal detectors and she's denied entrance when she refuses to remove them. Uh, but before catastrophe strikes, she's saved when a high-ranking representative of the chairman excuses Jem from going through standard security processes. Look, this <laughs> is so terrible. Like, this is the <laughs> it's like a harbinger of things to come. Because how how can how can Jerrica have gotten on a plane? She's been on many plays before. In America at that time, we had metal detectors. She has gone through security as Jem before. How has this never come up? How? Explain this to me. You can't because it has come up before and this is terrible. And I don't know who wrote this episode, but I frowned upon them. Frowny, frown, frown. From like, what, 30 years in the future? Frown. My favorite thing is when Tempest says look, because I know that whatever whatever follows is going to be amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing. And yes, you're completely right. I'm frowning as well. I'm actually grinning really big, but inside I'm frowning at this too. And so here's the thing that I question. So we are to assume that if she takes off the earrings, the gem facade disappears right i mean there's no other reason for doing that i'm going to come back to this uh, a little bit later on in this episode because this is extremely confusing to me uh during the limo ride from the airport the misfits and eric finally clue in after 10 episodes that jem's earrings which she always wears are incredibly important to her yeah nice job guys it seems <laughs> It seems odd that she never takes them off, especially when requested of her during customs. This gives Eric an idea that he can use the earrings as leverage against Jem and the holograms with the ultimate goal that the misfits will perform at the concert. So he's going to concoct some kind of, you know, foul plan, clearly, because that's just what Eric does in every episode. We don't know what that is at this point, but obviously the connection is pretty clear between something to do with the earrings. So we'll see what happens in just a moment. At least it's not Zipper. <laughs> That's true. He's nowhere to be found in this episode. Yeah. So my, I think that probably Zipper cannot go to China. Like he is on a list. <laughs> You're probably and right. He is not allowed entrance into China because like to get into China, you have to fill out some pretty expensive visa paperwork, which I have learned right. um, and I had to fill out. And I bet that Zipper could never ever get like a visa approved right he's on the no fly list yeah france is happy to have him though (laughs) apparently well until that unfortunate gargoyle incident the holograms decide to use some of their spare time to partake in a relaxing mineral bath but jem says she has to take off the earrings because she's concerned that the mineral water may short out the circuits jem removes the earrings and sits in the pool, but she doesn't transform back into Jerrica. If Jem didn't want to remove the earrings and customs for fear that the holographic illusion would be no more, why doesn't she turn back to Jerrica immediately when entering the pool? Jem quickly decides to get an early start on the day and gets out of the pool and finally turns back into Jerrica. It turns out the earrings were stolen by Stormer when nobody was checking. 
So this just is another thing where they're breaking the rules because why did she refuse to take the earrings off at the airport? Because this was badly written. That's why. Like that's <laughs> that's literally the reason. Because there's no actual reason for any of this. Like she could have put the earrings in that little basket that they don't run through the thingy for the keys and your change. That's where the earrings would have gone. Mm-hmm. And she would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But no, they had to do that so that Eric could notice that she doesn't want to take the earrings off. So then the misfits could steal them. So then the plot could happen. Also, mineral bath is going to shred out your earrings, lady. I've seen her dive into a pool with those earrings on. Well, chlorine is 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 different than minerals. <laughs> Wouldn't chlorine be worse? Like way, way worse. Hard water buildup is. I don't know. Like I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Yes. Also, it's super dumb that Jem gets into this mineral bath and then like five seconds later, it's like, oh, I got to get out. Immediately, right. Lady, come on. Sit in that bath for a bit. Oh, but the plot. The holograms regrettably decline from performing at the concert since without the earrings, which create Jerrica's holographic persona, there's no way Jem can make an appearance. Conveniently, the misfits appear and volunteer to replace them. Meanwhile, Rio shows up and is surprised to see Jerrica. When Rio questions Jerrica about Jem's whereabouts and why she can't perform, Jerrica provides nothing more than a cryptic response that she just can't, quote, and then shuts the conversation down and says, I don't want to talk about it. This doesn't make any sense. It's completely unreasonable. Well, that's typical Jerrica, though, right? It is, but could could she not have come up with a, a better reason? Like, a reason, even? Because that's... Right. I don't want to talk about it, and she just can't... Is not even a reason. Like, it's really like even, even Rio's like, is she sick? Like, you could have said something. Like, she got food poisoning. But they just... It's just... Oh, it is utterly ponderous, her lack of creativity in this situation. It's just, it's so ridiculous. And she's well, going to need some more creativity because she's going to have to explain to the Chinese government how she got in that country. She doesn't have a visa. <laughs> well, and we also, like, I think I think this makes it really clear why Jerrica is not the one who writes the songs. Because she just, <laughs> she can't. This is so true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Because, yeah, like, the creativity is only in the singing. And the rest of it, she's like, oh, um, she just can't, okay? I gotta go. Bye. Like, right. you you showed up in China, lady. Like, you should have had some kind of something. This is Jerrica at her dumbest, I swear. <laughs> oh, we have to we have to move on. Just get, I'm going to start getting This is the angry. worst episode. It is the worst episode. Uh, okay, we, okay. we barely scratched the surface here. I know. I know. It's wonderful. So the Misfits end up performing, and uh, Jerrica notices that Pizzazz, Stormer, and Roxy are all wearing earrings that look like copies of gems only that one of them must be the originals obviously and to me this is just like a fantastic f you to the holograms like see what we did there and there's nothing you can do about it mm-hmm. they're terrible people they are terrible people. as has been established even though somebody likes them a lot but they're clearly terrible people after the concert gem and the holograms attempt to reclaim the original earrings by chasing after the misfits in a rickshaw this of course is an excellent moment to cut to a music video by the misfits called you can't catch me uh i thought it was cool actually starting with a misfit song instead of a hologram song which is kind of seems to be the de facto 
thing that they do in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we talk about this long, extremely long and absurd chase, what do the, the two of you think of the uh, the music video and the song? It's a typical Misfits music video, right? It's it's oh hey look at us and our you know. I don't know. Look at us in our video trumping you, Jim and the Holograms, you, and your little dog too. Like I, I don't know. They're they're all the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. This is this is pretty typical. And this song, actually, when I was listening to it as I was watching the episode a little earlier, I couldn't exactly place the song, but this this music is almost identical in like the chord structure well not to some other misfit song that we've heard already and I'm like oh that's so annoying because you know the, the misfits whole message is me enough without actually recycling music mm-hmm. from other songs when you make a new misfit song so it sounds like I'm hearing that neither of you like the song is that is that correct uh, I, I'm just ready for them like I feel like the misfits are good but all of their songs are like their inferiority complex yeah I mean the song is okay with misfit standards uh the video uh just, oh jesus this, this whole once again all these terrible things they're like just jump in the rickshaw mm-hmm. and now and, and there's like other things that have, I, was, I tuned out mm-hmm. a lot during this video so i was like i can't in case you were wondering in what country they're in you know rickshaws Mm. Right. Well, after the music video, the chase continues, and the chase continues in a gondola, and we see the holograms in a gondola, and unfortunately for them, the misfits are messing with the controls in the control booth, causing the gondola to shake violently back and forth. Thankfully, Gem and the holograms are unharmed. What in the holy hell is going on here? This is on par with the misfits using bulldozers. It's... Yes. Unbelievably dangerous what they're doing. But we, as we established when watching the last episode, clearly murder is on the table. It's not just Eric mm-hmm. Raymond who's like, let's murder some people. Mm-hmm. But the misfits are also like, hey, murder is fun. Here, kids, learn about that. Well, in the next scene, and again, just so the viewers are not confused what country the band is in. The chase basically continues and we get this superfluous scene, in my opinion, where we see a group of people practicing Kung Fu outdoors. Why? It just doesn't add anything to the plot. What I find confusing as well is that the misfits are wearing geese. Where and when did they get time to change? They beat up some dudes in the back row and stole their gi and then put them on. Like that is the implication. It's like it's like they're secret spies and they could take down some some dudes that are bigger than them. Trained, presumably trained fighters. Right. Yeah. I thought the chase was going to end here, but... No, it it continues for a long, long time (laughs) after this. And we get to see uh, the two bands chasing each other up the side of a cliff where Aja is almost killed by a large stone statue that comes loose. Uh, and then after that, they're chasing each other on a moving train, obviously. And the misfits throw all three pairs of the earrings out the window. They just can't catch a break. They can't catch a break. But I, I just want to back up a tiny bit and point out that Aja destroyed a, like, 5,000-year-old Buddhist right. statue. 
climbing up a cliff after the misfits. Like, well, it's not her fault. It was loose. She destroyed priceless, great thousand year religious icon. She shouldn't have been doing that in the first place. Obviously, what is wrong with these women? There's <laughs> just something so wrong with all of this. It's it's as if the the writer of this episode was like, I did all this research on China, and so they have to go everywhere in China that I researched in the National Geographic. There's got to be Buddha statues, and there's got to be gondolas, and there's got to be rickshaws, and now they're on a train. And where is this train going? It's just an excuse to have action in the show, right? Because they could have obviously called the police, but they, they didn't do that. And uh, they didn't break a sweat. I mean, they're running these huge distances across the city. And no one's sweating. No one's sweating. No one's out of breath. Well, they're used to it. The bands had time to switch into geese. I mean, uh, just, this is just monkey balls. It's just crazy. They have top. I mean, they do consistent interval training, chasing each other around the teeny tiny city where they live. Anyway, <laughs> so like they're totally used to this. They don't even break a sweat anymore. You know, it's like it's like a marathoner running like a 5K. It's no big deal, you know? Well, now that the earrings have been thrown out the window, Gem and the holograms are tasked with tracking down the real pair of earrings, uh, wherever they may be. And uh, this is uh, a wonderful time to contemplate Gem's predicament with a new music video called Something Is Missing In My Life. And it's just such a sad sounding song. Mm. Uh, what did the, the two of you think of the video and the and the song? Again, it's just I don't I don't know. <laughs> like this episode is so bad, it's just all kind of already fading. Like I'm I'm blocking it. <laughs> I'm blocking it from my memory. Yeah, I feel that way too. Because I, I I forgot that this is the first episode when you hear this song. Because it happens somewhere else um, in the show somewhere they reuse it and I think that that's the first that was the first memory of me with this song so the associations are all bad but this song is I mean it's it's a it's a well it's one of those holograms kind of very saccharine sounding you know sappy tunes and it's it's rather sad to me when I really listen to the lyrics pay attention to what she's saying because she's talking about like something's missing in my life obviously that object is is a physical object and which is the earrings here and it's just it's so sad because they're just earrings that create this this fake persona and the thing is the earrings are just giving her a holographic appearance it's not like they're somehow giving her the magical ability to sing well or to be talented. Th- those b- abilities are innately in Jerrica Benton. So she doesn't need those to be successful. Right. It's well, like, why couldn't they have gone and found a pink wig? Exactly. I was just going to say that, like, like she's popular enough that the government of China is like, come on over and like, we'll wave you through customs and don't even worry about it. like, Surely there are Gem and the Holograms, like, outfits that you can buy somewhere. You know, like, it's okay. You can do this. Well, I think just like any any musician who has, who has created uh, a, a persona, and you know, like, uh, for example, like Lady Gaga, um, you know, and when I remember when she came out, like, I had no idea who she really was. I mean, she never used her real name and she wore wigs and stuff like that. So if I just saw her on the street wearing just like regular clothes, I probably wouldn't be able to recognize her. So for all intents and purposes, she's a completely different person when she's on stage. So, you know, I, 
obviously the 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 holographic stuff and synergy all that stuff creates this this fantasy element to the show which makes it interesting and exciting for kids and stuff like that but honestly this show could exist i think uh and be maybe it's a little presumptuous to say it would be just as successful without it but it is completely plausible that Jim could exist just as a musician who puts on this outfit and creates this persona, of course, and, you know, she never divulges who she really is. But that would be obviously way more believable and way easier for her to to do that. You know, she wouldn't have to keep that secret from people that she cares about, like Rio, and create all this, you know, melodrama. In the process. But then we wouldn't have a show to talk about. Well, we have to be thankful for something, I guess. So after the video, uh, we cut to a manufacturing plant where we see um, someone hand over a pair of Jim's earrings to Lynn's father, who decides to mass produce them as he believes he can make a fortune selling them. But are these the genuine earrings? We don't know yet. Lynn receives a gift from her father, and when she opens the box, a beautiful pair of star earrings appear. And as a massive fan of Jim and the holograms, it's clear that Lynn will treasure the earrings and keep them safe. Later in the evening, Jim and the holograms stop by a newsstand, and Aja picks up a local magazine, only to flip to a page advertising Jim's earrings. And on that page, there's an address. So naturally, the band tries to track down where those are, and uh, they end up at that manufacturing plant. But of course, uh, apparently the manager uh, has the original pair of earrings, or so he says. But, okay, first of all, this continues not to make Great. any sense. And Great. And at some point, you know, you start to lose track of what, how much time has gone by. Because you, the, if you just sort of like look at what's going on on the screen, like it seems like it's all the same day, but it can't all be the same day. Mainly because magazines do not put advertisements in that they got that day. And then the magazine is on the newsstand in an right. hour or whatever, like even, even in China. <laughs> but, you know, and, and they like, they got on this train and where was the train going? So it's like, how much time has gone by? We really can't tell. Also, it's just kind of ridiculous that like they put the, you know, the advertisement for the things. And then when the guy shows up to the factory, he's like, these are awesome. They're real rubies. And the guy's like, well, I don't know about that. I'm like, what? What? This transaction makes no sense. They do say that it's been, they've been manufacturing the earrings for a few days. Um, which, which leaves me with actually more questions than it resolves. Um, as far as like timeline stuff, but yeah, it's weird. Let's not go down that road because this is going to break your brain. Yeah. I'm also really annoyed at how the, the finding of the various pairs of Gemstar earrings is all precipitated by Aja saying stupid things and the rest of the holograms being like, oh, okay, we'll just go along with that. Well, like, well, hold on. What, been... what stupid things are they? Like uh, the fact that she wanted to brush up on her Chinese or, or what? Like, yes, because they were in the middle of literally running down the street looking for things. And they're like, oh, we're tired of running down the street looking looking for things. I know. I'm going to go get a magazine and brush up on my Chinese. I assumed she spoke Chinese fluently because, I mean, first of all, I, I actually, I don't know. Did they ever say what her nationality is? Because I, they, I thought they always just said she's just Asian of of Asian descent. This was supposed to be the the evidence okay. that she's actually okay, Chinese. So, but, so even but it's not that, that she wanted to brush up on her Chinese. That's the stupid part. It's the fact that she said that in the okay. middle of them being like, we have to find these earrings. This is so important. Oh, wait, I'm going to go read a magazine. 
But she she has an accent though, so I, I always assume that she spoke it fluently. Like to me, a person with an accent like that, it wasn't you know born in the U.S. So I mean, wouldn't she speak it fluently? I don't think that her accent is meant to be age uh, like a Chinese accent though, because uh-huh. she uh-huh. doesn't sound like any of the no. Chinese. No, she doesn't at all. It's completely different people. I think that that accent is supposed to be some sort of weird California accent, quite honestly. Like, just, I mean, I, I don't even think it's really specific. I think it's... You're right. Like, it it like, does seem I kind mean, of... I an accent. Yeah. It is an accent, but I can't re- quite place it. Yeah, I think it's some sort of California accent. It seems at this point now that the morale of the band is at an all-time low, and they have to strongly consider the reality that they may not be able to perform at the Great Wall concert. And so Gem and the Holograms make their way to the Ming Dynasty exhibit to try and brighten their moods. While looking at some of the artifacts, Aja is shocked to see that Gem's earrings, or at least a pair that resemble them, are being showcased. Now, Jerica decides to swipe the earrings and ends up setting off an alarm. The band, of course, is arrested, or at least detained anyways. And uh, Jerica tries to explain that the earrings belong to her, and they don't really want to hear it. Uh, They don't believe her. This is just preposterous to me. Like, how would you (laughs) not realize that stealing a pair of earrings, regardless if they belong to you or not, they're in a museum. It's the Ming Dynasty exhibit. Do you not think they're going to have security there? These are priceless artifacts. Right. Right. I mean, that's that's stupid thing number one. Stupid thing number two is the fact that the earrings are in the exhibit at all. Sure. Like, well, like, let's hold on. Hold that thought. Storm- we're going to get <laughs> we're going to get there in just a sec. But um, I found it hilarious that one of the security people basically says, well, I guess you must be uh, a princess of the Ming dynasty. Like how, how <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You know, he's just being sarcastic with him. He's practicing his American sarcasm on them. Mm, I was going to say, because his English was pretty good. Yes, his English was pretty good. At least, can we at least give them credit for not trying to do like these really heavy, like Chinese, like Cantonese or Mandarin, like heavily accented English? Sure, I guess. Okay. I mean, we can give them we can we can give them one point on the cultural appropriation thing. Like, at least you didn't do this. And at least it sounds like they employed some uh, Asian voice actors for those parts. I looked them up. I'm pretty sure some of them were. Um, so that's that's good because to me that would be more insulting if they just hired some white dude to to do a like a kind of stereotypical uh, you know through the lens of what an american thinks a chinese accent sounds like in the 80s you know that'd be kind of problematic oh geez i don't even want to think about it mm-hmm. or you know hiring like in previous episodes like just uh someone who doesn't have a, a texas accent to sound like someone <laughs> like, i love to see sparks fly look i keep telling you those accents are totally totally authentic and you keep not no believing one, me no one talks like that no one I I have lived in Texas. I'm telling you, I felt at home. Oh, Lord. Well, that just cements my my uh, belief that I, I will never live there. <laughs> Do people wear spurs? No. Ironically. Does everyone have like large cowboy belt buckles, like Texas Ranger style? No. 
but they do wear cowboy hats and cowboy boots a lot. And actually, the cowboy hat and cowboy boot thing is um, can be found in many parts of the southern U.S., not just Texas. But let me tell you, cowboy hats are awesome. If I was to wear a hat every day, if that was like a thing that I had to do, I would wear a cowboy hat. Would you drive a motorcycle and wear a cowboy hat and wear cowboy boots? No, because cowboy boots are really uncomfortable. Yeah, they are. Well, we kind of get a bit of a back and forth scene here, but we just get a quick cut to the Great Wall concert stage for just a sec. Uh, and we see Rio and some government official who is concerned that Gem and the Holograms haven't turned up and Rio's just trying to, you know, quell their concerns that they eventually will show up. And back at the museum, Jerrica demands to speak with the curator uh, so she can clear the mix-up up. And the curator ends up closely examining the earrings under a microscope and discovers that they are fakes and were clearly manufactured in the 20th century. <laughs> now, the band is pardoned at this point, and Jerrica is allowed to take the earrings. Now, unfortunately for Jerrica, when she asks Synergy to generate a hologram, nothing happens. Another dud. How much longer will this goose chase go on for? <laughs> why? Why were so... these earrings in a museum exhibit? Why? Why? Right, right. This makes no sense. And, like, do they not check things? Were they just not like, oh, no. yeah, let's just put that in the exhibit. They found that yesterday at the dig. Let's just put it in there. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Fire all of the archaeologists. Seriously. I'm almost crying. Oh my god! <laughs> like, like there's so and and uh, so we've got the issue of um of you know obviously the the archaeologists are inept in this particular museum and dig site. But then there's also the thing that's like, oh, okay, like you tried to, you tried to, like you reached into an exhibit and took this stuff and it's, you know, it's okay that you did that. Like next time you can come back and steal something legitimately that is like 5,000 years old and, and it's all right. You know, like, and it almost seems no. like they inadvertently created a stereotype where none exists. Like are all Chinese archaeologists terrible? Like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. Museum policies ridiculously. Oh, man. Well, let's let's move on here. So Gem and the Holograms make uh, their way to the Great Wall concert to let everyone know that they will be unable to perform. Before they get a chance to do this, the band meets up with Lynn, a young girl who bravely defended herself against some bullies that wanted to steal her good luck charms, which just so happened to be Gem's earrings. When Jerrica tells Lynn that Jem won't be able to perform, she hands Jerrica her earrings, insisting that Jem should have them. Jerrica graciously accepts, of course. Five minutes and counting down to the start of the concert, Rio insists to the misfits that Jem will still make an appearance. Bazaz tries to put the moves on Rio again, but sadly is rebuffed like usual. And she says, I quote, I can see you're upset, Rio. Why don't we talk about it later, after our concert? <laughs> oh, pizzazz. She needs to just realize that there is no world in which Rio is going to give it up. Not unless he maybe goes on a bender and is just completely out of his mind. Now, nah, even then... Even then, he's just like, no. The crowd is going wild and is calling for Jem to make an appearance. But right before the Misfits have the opportunity to take over, 
Jerrica hears Synergy's voice and transforms into Gem. At last, the real Gemstar earrings make an appearance. Thank goodness. I know. It just seemed like, you know, I know these episodes are like 20 minutes long, but I swear it felt like an hour long. I'm like, how much longer until they find the real earrings? Not only that, but can we just talk about how Synergy is a terrible, terrible machine in this episode? (laughs) She offers no help whatsoever. Gemstar earrings get stolen. She doesn't even sort of like cast back a hologram, which we know that she can do, and be like, by the way, Jerrica, your earrings are being stolen. And then when the misfits are wearing them, she doesn't like, she knows that like one of the misfits is wearing these earrings. Why doesn't she create a hologram on the stage of like Jem going, why are you wearing my earrings, pizzazz, or whatever? And then when, you know, they go carting around the country, like, why doesn't she create a hologram to say, hey, those earrings, those look really familiar. They might belong to my friend. Go to this address and give them back to her. Like, synergy is useless. She is useless. <laughs> why don't you tell us how you really feel tempest oh my gosh she's supposed to be an ai she can do all these magical fantastic things and and make rain come out of nowhere that people think is real even though they can't feel it but she can't like help out on the search for the jumpstart earrings let it let it out this is a safe environment just let it out <laughs> so geez, it's okay to tell us your feelings okay <laughs> I think I'm okay now. Okay, good. You need to lay down. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go sit on the painting couch for a minute. Well, oh. we're, we're almost done here. Just just hang in there. Uh, the misfits, understandably, are furious that their performance is once again being taken from them. And Gem and the holograms enter the stage and perform their final musical number of the evening, called "Love Unites Us." What did the two of you, if you're still alive, if you're still alive and here, what did the two of you think of the video and the song? This song is stupid. <laughs> She's just gonna say everything is stupid at this point. It could be the best episode ever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I really like this episode and this song. It's just like the opening, they're like, and now traditionally sounding Chinese music because of reason. I'm like, oh my god, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then just like the song is dumb. Like it's badly written. You know, it's not interesting melodically. And the message is just like, love. Whatever. Jem's wearing, like, I, I don't even know what the, the holograms were wearing, but Jem is, like, in this, you know, very heavily influenced style of outfit. It's just, it was so problematic. Be grateful that they weren't wearing kimonos. And yes, I know that. Oh, Japanese, that would have been like, so be bad. Be grateful oh, that they weren't what? wearing kimonos because kimonos are Japanese. And I just bet that somebody was like, they could wear a kimono. And somebody in the writer's room was like, nope. That's too ridiculous, even for this yeah, episode. That, that would be just totally nuts. But yeah, it's. I mean, I feel like these outfits are not as bad as the outfits they were wearing in the last episode when they were being like Texas. Oh, the like, pink, Texas, the pink Texas like cowboy, cowgirl, cowgirl thing. Outfits. Oh, Those so bad. Guys. Need some contrast. Like your outfit doesn't have to be all pink. It has to match the hair. I, I wanted to burn that cowgirl outfit so badly. Do either of you have anything else to say? Any closing arguments about this episode? I'm glad it's over. We survived. Yeah, We're both alive. Barely. Why don't we kick it into trivia at this point? And I have a number of... Uh, oh, man, actually, pretty 
decent sized list here, which I uh, once again pulled from the Gem Wiki. Uh, and uh, not everything uh, I specifically noticed myself while I watched the episode, but it's kind of cool to go through these anyways. The first one is uh, Did either of you notice when Gem comes out of the mineral bath? And the hologram fades. Jerrica is fully clothed and not wearing a bathing suit. Yeah, in yeah. fact, I remarked to my husband, I was like, because he gets to watch these with me. I was like, how, how is she not dripping? Like, what? It's- right. It didn't make any sense. It's one of those things where, like, clearly the animators were given a model for Jerrica. Like, when Jerrica appears, she is dressed like this. And it like nobody in the animation direction department was like, wait a minute, maybe we should just like keep her in the bathing suit. That scene was probably like somebody did that last minute at like five o'clock and they said, you know, screw it and packed up and went home. I'm just gonna <laughs> Oh man. So your husband watches these. Well I am what does he have yeah. to say about the show? Did he even watch um, these at all when he was a kid or You know, I'm not I'm not sure if he did or not. Um but I mean he was fully ensconced. He'll never admit it. <laughs> he was fully ensconced in, you know, the same the same stuff we were, like um Transformers and um Thundercats and well, I think all when that the show stuff, so. when the show aired, the reason I, well, so I've heard is that the reason why a lot of boys ended up watching it was because they sandwiched Gem between I think Transformers and GI Joe or something like that. They yeah. Yeah, they they sandwiched it on purpose between these very like male dominated audiences. So of course nobody's going to switch, right? Mm-hmm. That was, I mean that was the whole thing. It was you know Hasbro was trying to. Um, like bring in girls without upsetting the voice match, which is why Jim is so like actiony. It's full of all this like ridiculous, ridiculous action. It was so that the boys wouldn't like turn away in disgust <laughs> when Jim came on. They're like, oh, there's action sometimes, oh, no, and and full of action uh, to its detriment sometimes. Like to hell with clarity of of the actual narrative. It's just like clearly people going off cliffs and using bulldozers and you know. And breaking 5,000-year-old statues of the Buddha. Yeah, no consequences whatsoever for that. Right. The, the government wanted to, like, throw Jem out because she would take off her earrings at the airport. But yeah, throw down some giant statues of Buddha. We don't mind that at all. So another weird thing here is that uh, it is credited that Jem and the Holograms sang Something is Missing in My Life, but Jerrica is the only one singing it. She is Jem. She's the same, yeah. I mean, and when, when she records it, she's Jem. So, yeah. Yeah, because really, Jen and Jerrica are the same. By the end of the Misfits song, uh, the holograms somehow have managed to change from their concert costumes into street clothes, even though the Misfits are still wearing the same dresses that they wore in their concert. That I did not catch. I wasn't paying attention to their clothes. Yeah. Everything was too confusing at that point. I was, was just drinking heavily while watching this. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot every time. Numb the pain. (laughs) Because of the odd clothing changes, uh, it's very hard to tell how much time has passed in this episode. It's presented as if it takes place in one day, which means that the two fake pairs managed to become part of an art exhibit 
and reproduced by the millions at a jewelry factory in less than 24 hours. That goes back to, I think, what, what you guys were saying earlier about the weird thing with like the, how, how they handle time happening in this episode. Is, yeah, because it was something about them performing at the Great Wall and then again in three days, maybe it was, but it was super confusing. Well, that's kind of a theme, right? Like, I, I feel like we've had this conversation before where it's like, how much time has passed? Like, it seems like it's no time at all, but in reality, like, quote, show reality, I guess, it's been like weeks. And it's kind of the same, like, time and space. It's it's like all wibbly wobbly in this. And the laws of physics, as we understand it in our universe, yeah. are not applicable to this show. Yeah, it's it's just really flexible here. Maybe the doctor showed up to help them out. There's actually a really awesome um, web comic by and I'm I'm so sorry I'm blanking on the artist and writer's name, but if you if you Google the 10 doctors or maybe the 11 doctors there's like this great web comic where this guy basically did the doctor who 50th anniversary special we would have all loved to see where like all of the doctors all you know 10 or 11 of them were together in one place and they're going through this cool adventure but he did another web comic around the same time where the doctor meets Gem and the holograms so perhaps that's what's going on here. The doctor dropped into this episode and he was like, I'll help you find your earrings. And he kept taking them back to different points in time. But really, it was only a day. I mean, that's as good as anything else I've got. Well, this is also the second time that Gem and the Holograms have been out of the country. The first time was to Paris, France, in Kimber's Rebellion, and this time to Beijing, China, which is kind of nice. You know, and again, I've said this before, but I really wished through throughout the series that they had different locations going on but that opportunity was rather squandered and last on the list here the song the misfits are singing in the background during the first concert is uh, winning is everything which was last heard in the episode the beginning which I did, I, noticed I did notice that too. Yeah, it's kind of a nice nod. And they, they do that now and again throughout the series. They'll they'll have kind of a non-important song kind of playing on the radio or in the background or something. And plus, winning is everything. Well, if you're the misfits. I mean, winning is important, I would say. Not everything, though. No. It depends on your perspective. That's all I got for this episode. Anyone else? It was bad. I'm glad it's over. I really, I really hate this one. I really, like... I don't think I've watched it since I got the first DVD set. And I was like, what is this? And I turned it off. You know, it's one of those episodes where, you know, I've, I've was, I'm not happy uh, about the episode. It's it's not a well-written episode. However, for whatever reason, this episode really stuck in my mind. Like, this is a, an episode I remember vividly watching when it was on TV for whatever reason. I don't know. It might have been one of those episodes where, like, maybe I saw it on a rerun a couple times in a row with my sister because I know we used to tape them on VHS and watch those episodes later. We'd watch those episodes, like, quite a bit. Um, so, maybe that's why. But anyways, this is kind of a nostalgia factor. This episode stuck in my mind, which is not entirely a fantastic thing. I remember it. I just, re- I remember the ridiculous... Like, especially the bit about the earrings ended up in the museum. I remember even as a kid, I was like, that's stupid. Well, now that our our spirits have been crushed, utterly destroyed, 
destroyed, uh, what would be really awesome to lift our spirits is if all of you listeners went to iTunes and gave us a rating, we would really appreciate that. What do the ratings do? You say what they do is they actually help boost the show in the iTunes store. So the more people that rate it, the better chance we have that the show will get pushed to the top of the list and the majority of people will actually notice the show. uh, And that means people will actually find out about it. So give us a star rating. It takes almost no time at all to do that. Do it, people. Do it, exactly. And Aline, are you a Cylon? Hmm. I don't know this week. I'm I'm feeling pretty tired. Do Cylons feel tired? I suppose I they, feel like they, they they feel fatigue. I mean, they're they're mm-hmm. made to be as realistically human That's as true. possible. All right. Well, I I remain with no evidence that I'm not a Cylon. Okay. And uh, do you have work online that people can look at? <laughs> I Legal do. Legal or I have... illegal. <laughs> I have a podcast called Less Than or Equal where I call, where I call, well, I talk to um, cool people about their cool projects. Um, that's at less than or equal.com and on Twitter at less than or equal. And then um, my rambly Twitter account is at Aline, A L E E N, on Twitter. Um, and I also have a Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash Aline. Are you a gamer gator? I'm not a gamer gator. I lost a bet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know how it might seem like I am, but yeah. And Tempest, are you a Cylon? Do you have a shred of proof to tell me that you are not a Cylon? I'm not a Cylon. I'm a hologram. I am generated by earrings that are in the other room at the moment. Wait a minute. That doesn't <laughs> away work. Away from the mineral bath. That doesn't away work. Away from the mineral bath. That's how this works. Uh, so yeah, so not a Cylon, just a hologram. Also not a Gamer Gator. And not a sad puppy. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'll accept that. And uh, do you have work online that anyone can take a look at if they feel so inclined? Indeed. I have a blog at ktempestbradford.com. And there is exciting news on my blog this week. So you should look at it. And um, you can find me on Twitter at Tiny Tempest. I'm also on Tumblr and Google Plus and Facebook. And many, many other places. So if you go to ktempest.bradford.com, you will see like on the links and sidebar all of my social media. And why don't you tell the listeners what this K Tempest challenge thing is about that I keep hearing about? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Tempest challenge. Basically, the Tempest challenge was that I said, hey, people, you know how like most of the books that get most of the attention are written by straight, white, cisgender men? Maybe you should stop reading straight white cisgender men for a year and read all those other authors out there who are not getting all the attention that they should, even though they're awesome, because so much attention is taken up by the straight white cisgender men. And straight white cisgender men went, ah, prejudice, ah, racism. And I was like, ah, I don't care. Read some other books. Yay. And so that's what the Tempest challenge is. Why do you think that is? Do you have any theories as to why the same type of people keep getting books published? Is is it just luck or is it like, why are minorities not getting their work recognized in that space? Systemic racism and the patriarchy. Boom. There it is in a nutshell. Well, we are out of time this week, but we'll be back for episode 11. And once again, I have no idea what the next episode is about, <laughs> even though I've seen this series several times in its entirety. God, it has we'll to be, it has to be better. There, it cannot be worse than this. There's no way. It has to be up from here. I'm optimistic. 
We'll see. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think you've been broken, Tempest. This episode broke you. It did. This is one of the reasons why I did not rewatch it again, but now I've had to rewatch it. But it looks like the next episode is Last Resorts. And that one, not terrible like this one is. So, blessings. I'll take it. We have uh, we have a week until that episode, so hopefully you have time to, you know, drink some tea, have a nap, and recuperate or rejuvenate. You know, go out to the countryside or drink whiskey or go out to the countryside and drink whiskey and do something reckless like, I don't know, ski down an incredibly dangerous mountain slope. Or you could not do that because we really need you to be alive for the next episode. <laughs> Please. It's true. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye for now. <laughs>